It is green light on uh, podcast time as we take a look at the Bendigo Cup this Friday night. And I tell you what, I am so excited about this. One of the best country cups on the calendar, the Bendigo Cup. It doesn't get any bigger, doesn't get any better than this. And with so much hardcore speed in the race, we need to put together an all-star panel to try and sort this one out. On this show, we'll catch up with Danny Gibbons. We'll catch up with Luke Thompson. Between that duo, they've got six of the eight. The Punters Club runner-by-runner analysis of the big one, the Sportsbet Bendigo Cup. But before we go any further, let's get to the main man from Sportsbet when it comes to Greyhound Racing. And that's my mate, Mitchie Abaya, who's on the pod ready for a yarn. Mitchie, what's news, mate? Good to have you back. Thanks, Jimmy Boy. Uh, I don't know about the uh, main man at Sportsbet, but uh, just one of them. But... Uh, haven't been uh, haven't been as excited for a Bendigo Cup uh, as this one, I reckon. There's some absolute speedsters around. The Gibbons camp really set it alight, and I'm looking forward to getting up there on Friday. It's going to be an absolute beauty. Hey, before we get to what you're doing there, was it you who said you liked Landmark a couple of years ago when he was reserve and you forgot to put a bet on or something and then he won? Yeah, this was about, what, maybe seven years ago? Yeah. I remember falling asleep, uh, and I don't <laughs> take none of naps. I fell asleep on the bed and uh, woke up. The phone almost went flying through the window. 50 to 1. <laughs> and at 1. It's always the way. Also joining us on the podcast to chat everything Bendigo and we'll get all of the inside info from the number one man up there and he is the number one man. Manager of the Bendigo Greyhound Racing Club, Charlton Hindles on the line. Charlton, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. Good to be here. Hey, uh, tell me a little bit about you, mate. When did you get involved in Greyhound Racing and when did you become the uh, the, the big boss, the, uh, the big head honcho up there at the Bendigo Greyhound Racing Club? Yeah, so I've been in this role for just under two years now, um, blown by. So um, I've always had a passion in the industry. Um, I started off in this part ownership and really got involved, um, did a bit of placement stuff here during the uni days and, um, yeah, just evolved from there. And I, I love it and, um, yeah, it's What I really noticed, mate, was you've got a bit of a passion for the sport because I said, oh, look, most managers we get on, they they generally don't want to tuck into the form. Uh, Just before we jumped on air, Charlton, you said, no, Jimmy, I've tucked in, mate. I've watched all of the replays and I'm ready to rip this one apart. Absolutely. Um, I like to think I'm a bit of a betting tragic, so um, I'll try my best and uh, hopefully um, find a couple of good runners for the cup. Run of the day. All right, here's run of the day. Now, this is where I become a little bit off-centre, um, and I like that. I'm putting in a run of the day, and it's not even from the Bendigo Cup Eats. Now, none of you would have expected that. Look at Mitch. He just can't believe it. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going really off-centre, and I'm going with a greyhound who was beaten. Okay? Now, this is Did a bit run weird. It ran at Bendigo. Yeah, of course it did. No, it was a dog at Hillsville on Sunday. Hey, it's Common Step. Have a listen to this, thanks to Watchdog Racing. The sections were out of this world. I thought this was enormous. Have a listen to this. Common Step from last Sunday evening at Bendigo. Lids fly away and racing. Mrs. Avenger began well with Buddy Manelli on the inside. Not as quickly as Common Step. It powers away down the back. Leads by three or four lengths. Buddy Manelli gives chase in second. Blue Tick made a third. Driving through on the inside. Voice of Thunder dropping out of it quickly. Mrs. Avenger wider out in a rush trying to run into the race. Deeper on the course. Pandora's Raptor and Cracker Jack Pop coming up towards the turn. Common Step leads. Runs towards the middle of the track. Buddy Manelli's trying to pick up common step in front it's buddy manelli on the outside and common step in a tight go i think buddy manelli might have just got the head down right on the wire. and yes buddy manelli does get the head down that audio thanks to watchdog racing and vision but boys 640 to the first peg 1492 off the back and runs 2798 gets pipped on the line 
Charlton, you wouldn't have seen too many greyhounds go quicker sections over the 500 up there. I was blown away by common steps, so much so that the, the cup heats were so even, I thought this could almost be run of the day in defeat. Yeah, you're spot on. Like that second split here at the over the 500 is one of the toughest in greyhound racing. So the fact that he's run that is, um, yeah, quite unbelievable. So maybe if he uh, had a finish off a bit stronger, he might have got the chocolates. But that's uh, <laughs> a good run for sure. The good news is, Mitchie, I'm licking my lips, mate. There's there's a reason why I've made him my run of the week from last week, and that's because he happens to draw the plum in race number three. So, do you think that was a pretty yeah. impressive run? And do we jump on Mitchie? Gamble responsibly, of course. Uh, well, if you can find a little bit in the back end, uh, it'd be awfully hard to beat. With those first two splits, you, you, you're going to lead a lot of races. And to be run down by a dog like Buddy Manali, I actually tipped it on the night. So I was quite happy that uh, made the ground up and got the chocolates. But Common Step's a pretty exciting pup. And yeah, those sort of splits, you'll be winning or leading plenty of races. Big race preview. Well, it's now time to get serious with the big one, the Sports Bet Bendigo Cup. Parts. Uh, it's time to pull this one apart, boys. We are going to go runner by runner. Mitchie Abaya, no doubt, will have the Sports Bet odds uh, as we record this on Tuesday evening at about uh, 13 past eight. We're going to uh, to air. Uh, we'll start with the Greyhound number one. I'll kick it off by talking about the dog, and then Mitchie can bring up the odds and what he thinks, and Charlton can bounce on the back of that. Zella Bale. Look, I, I thought it was just fitting for, for Team Gibbons that Zalabale won because probably got a little bit lucky, um, but they were just on fire and uh, probably deserves her place, especially off the inside. She's got early speed. She'll probably sit closer to the pace than she did in her heat if she gets it right at the start and she can run well. 15 bucks, Jimmy. $15 and $2.80. Zalabale has won seven of her 25 races off box one. I think over the odds was a big run in the heat and surprising come off the speed, usually mm. a leader, but they just went too quick early. Surprisingly, 17 of 25 of her wins have come from boxes one to three. So if that's any indicator, you would think has come up with the plum draw and $15 might be a nice each way play for punters. Yeah, I thought it was um, the perfect rails run. Um, jumped out midfield and just held her spot and yeah, just had a bit of luck around the corner. Um, Silver Brute going wide also helped it and just, yeah, finish off really strongly. So I think it'll take a bit out of that run and, um, yeah, if it can replicate that run again, it should be, be tough to beat. Definitely a chance off the draw, especially with Shimmer Shadow into box number two, Mitch. He loves to get up the track a little bit. It was a, was a good win in the heat from box number seven in what I thought was a very winnable race. But I tell you what, this was a Mitch Abaya moosing last week. It was hammered in. I don't know if you unloaded and the moths were pinging out of your wallet, Mitchie, but it was a market move as something chronic last week, Shimmer Shadow. Uh, it was made my best bet on uh, Sale Sunday. So it was you. Is, uh, a little indicator, but no, not a cent <laughs> on. $1.90 into $1.40 with sports bet punters. Uh, it was a big run from out wide. Go and have a look at the replay. You'll see the eight comes across and absolutely smashes it. I think that is why it is $5 into four forty. Uh, mm. for the final on sports bet. So big run off that wide draw. I think it can get the nice camp behind Zala Bale or even actually potentially lead it going into the final. The main danger is next order, I think, though, uh, for its chances to win the race. But 440 is still a nice little each-way play. Mm. Do you like it, Charlton? Uh, I definitely thought it was the class dog in its heat. Um, a little bit worried about box two, as Michi sort of just half touched on. Um, does like to run wide, so um, we'll need a bit of luck early. On to 19 crimes. Now, I reckon this dog is massive overs. Firstly, before I chat about it, Mitchie, what price are they betting now on 19 crimes? Uh, $6.50 and $1.95. I think the $1.95 is the very lucrative play here. I, I'm 
seeing that leading, I think it went, what did it go? 11 17 mm. to the second marker. And that's a lot quicker than any others did. Uh, it should be able to cross the inside division. I think it is your leader. Well, I actually looked on the watchdog and it was 21 bucks. And that's when I did the form. I thought, gee, $21. I think you'd have to have a piece of that. But 650 sounds a bit more realistic for mine. I thought the heat win was outstanding and probably goes in a little bit underrated, um, mainly because uh, he's trained by Deb Carr, who a lot of punters don't know. But Deb's got a small team and she gets the best out of them. We can see that with her having. Uh, uh, this boy and also uh, top payer who ran a, a cracking race uh, in his respective heat. So I, I reckon he's a bit of a chance from box number three, Charlton. If he shows that early speed, he can run well again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nailed the start in his heat. Um, obviously had the spare box next week, box five. And box six was a little bit slower out, so that sort of helped it. But, um, yeah, if he can clear Shimmer Shadow in the, um, the first one, then... I think it, uh, yeah, it should be leading and yeah, it could be hard to reel in. Unleash Kalinda comes up with box number four. It's his fourth consecutive box four in a row. He's not having much luck with the uh, the draws, but uh, he, he overcame box number four with the right run last week. Now, Mitchie, I've been saying for a while he's vulnerable and I think he'll be beaten in a lot of races. I, I honestly think he is very gettable at the moment, uh, Unleash Kalinda, and he's probably unders just based on the fact he is a genuine superstar of the sport. Yeah, he's $5 at the moment with Sportsbet, but I thought the run the other day was big going into the first turn. He had to uh, manoeuvre or shift off um, the rail going around that first turn or through the first turn. But the run home was a slight concern for me because he's gone a similar first, or second section to 19 crimes, gone 11.20, or I've calculated 11.20, um, but his run home was uh, probably three or four lengths slower. So he's gone 23.80-odd, 20 385 sorry um i just don't know if he's going that well at the moment and i can see a couple of them crashing across from the outside and really hampering his run yeah i thought he was fairly out um which sort of cost him but that second section from the 320 boxes to around the corner was unbelievable watching that live it was something else it had an extra leg on the field when it did that and Mm. Um, I think if he can get the start and potentially hold on, he should be hard to run down, I reckon. He can run a race and he can begin time to time to unleash Kalindu. And you are right, Charlton. If he steps, uh, he's going to be right up there. Instead of gaining on them, he could be putting them away in the first 100 metres. Nicholson Bale, one of the two Bash brothers, as they call them, uh, Nicholson Bale and Quinlan Bale. He comes up with five, Nicholson, which I think is a challenge for him. But you go through his form and it's really hard to knock. He's had 65 starts. He's been first 24 times and second 19 times. So 43 of 65, he's been first or second, Mitchie. And that's a greyhound uh, that just yells out, I'm bloody consistent. Yeah, $8.50 and $2.20. So a nice little each way play there. Has to avoid Unleash Kalinda early, who we think holds, holds that wide line. But... You look at uh, the Greyhound's form and so consistent from any draw. So I, I don't think the box really matters. Yes, you're getting a nice little each way play, but that second split, 11.33, where's he going to be going into the first turn? Off the wide draw the other day, hung wide, and then uh, was very strong to the line. But it's just, yeah, what are the Greyhounds outside him going to do? Are they going to hold him up? Because we know he's strong, but he needs to be untouched for probably the first couple of hundred. Do you agree, Charlton? Yeah, spot on. I think he was very lucky in his heat. I don't think he got touched once. Um, bit, of, bit of trouble on the corner there and he just went straight around him and then the rails run opened up and he just took it. So very lucky run, um, very good dog. Uh, should be should be up there, but I think Borneo Brave um, threw it away there at the end. So, yeah, I'll, I'm going to look past Nicholson Bale, but, yeah, it was a very good run and deserves a spot for sure. 
Hundred uh, percent. I'm sort of along the same chain of thought with Mr. Anderson from box number six because look, he, he's, you can't fold his form. Uh, he's won three out of his last four, and he downed New Wave One at Terrelgan, uh just so comprehensively two starts ago. But he just got the right run around them last time at Bendigo, and I just don't think he can run the sections quick enough to get himself into the race from box number six. Mitch, is that the way you see it for Mr. Anderson, or you're taking me on, mate? No, no, I'm with you. And the sports bet market's agreeing $34 and $4.40 or $4.60. So um, there's value there if you do like him. But had a straw last week, box eight, I thought hung wide and then cut in pretty ferociously on the uh, on the turn. Was hampered a little bit, but it's still a nice run, 23.79. I don't know if it can really feature in this because, as I said, there's a greyhound drawn out wide, which I'm slightly concerned about. But if you like him, the price is, uh, price is big. He reminded me actually a little bit when you said he cut in quite hard, like Mitchie Bay just tucking into some food down there at Imum in Lilydale the time. <laughs> yeah, getting right into it. <laughs> oh, no messing around with me, mate. Uh, Charlton, can he win, Mr. Anderson? Can the Ruffy uh, cause a massive upset because Landmark did a few years ago, as we heard? Yeah, that's right. Um, look, I don't think he can. Uh, again, it was a bit of a messy heat and he just stayed out of trouble and, yeah, got the run of the race. So uh, lucky to be in the heat in the final, I reckon, but... You win your heat, you give yourself a chance, so, um, but no, nah, not for me. I reckon this next boy, Quinlan Vale, is a really big chance of winning the race. Um, he's just a proven warrior. He's won uh, 33 from 78. His heat win was terrific. He missed the kick, accelerated really hard. I don't think the box draws have done him any great favours, but I, I just I just seem to keep coming back to him as a genuine contender in the race, especially if he can hit the start like he can, Quinlan Bale. Firstly, Mitchie, what price are they betting? And secondly, can you give me some added confidence with this boy that he can win it? Well, when you did your segment earlier of run of the week or run of the day, whatever, I thought I was going to get my own segment or chance to reply, and this was going to be the Greyhound. So uh, his run was phenomenal. As big a run as you'll see, go back and watch the head-on replay. Two goes hard right, four goes straight to the fence. He's been absolutely pulverized early. He's still gone 667 and 1140. So that second split was a, a turn of foot was phenomenal. Um, they've got the smarts. $8 and $2.10 is what you're getting. So uh, mm. it's a price there. Uh, he was monstrous. I, I'm staggered at the price. I think he probably should be a tad skinnier. If and I know it's not uh, the the case in this race, but if he had box eight and Alpha Zulu had seven, he's probably a four dollar pop in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you think so, Charlton? I, I definitely think that price is overs at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Best probably each way better the, yep. the race. I reckon. Um, once it found the rail, it was yeah, it was a different dog, wasn't it? It was the start when mm. went to the end and then just. Yeah, blitzed him. Um, yeah, showed his class. But um, yeah, as Mitchy said with uh, Shimakara there, I was watching the head on footage and it was like he was warming up for a footy game. He just bumped every single dog that he could <laughs> in that first straight. So he was very unlucky in his run. Um, so he'll come back better for it. But yeah, Quinlan Bale is, um, yeah, it's definitely a good chance. Don't talk too much about footy, Charlton, because uh, I'll go back to the days when I played local oh, yeah. footy and. <laughs> Took bloody mark of the century. It was bigger than Moorcroft. And our mate Corey Smith, who's often on the podcast, really despises when I uh, happen to mention that uh, that great specky. But on to the favourite. took the mark on Charlton was his uh, size of a jam tin. <laughs> it was not. He was about a six-foot <laughs> monster. I just came, exactly right. I just came straight <laughs> over his shoulders like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Alpha Zulu, favourite for the uh, the Bendigo Cup. Drawn box eight, Mitchie. Tell me more. Um, can he win the race? Will he win the race? Is the price right? 270. I don't know if the price is right. He's a very fast animal. His first few splits were good. His run 
Home was good. Overall time was good. Um, I think it does help having Quinlan Bale inside of him as long as as long as he doesn't crash. I went back and watched the run from the 15th of September off box seven at Warrigal. All he wanted to do was get hard to the fence and get bumping the dog inside him. So uh, I'd prefer him if he held a straight line and uh, ran straight into that first turn because I don't think a grand could go with him, especially the way the race has panned out. But yeah, I think he could uh, find a little bit of bother if he doesn't step as clean as he did the other day. I reckon he's the Greyhound with the most scope from this race moving forward, Charlton. But do you think he can get the job done from the pink? Yeah, well, just touching on what Mitchie just said then, Mickey's concerned. I watched the head-on footage and he just jumped straight as an arrow in his head. He was phenomenal. Just jumped straight to the lead, got the rail and was pulling away from him in the end. He's um he's going to be fitter for it. Um, and yeah, he'll be very hard to beat, I reckon. Um could also be the first Greyhound here to do the Gold Rush Maiden and the Bendigo Cup double. So, mm. um, yeah, that'll be quite exciting. Be a good, uh, good stat, that's for sure. Oh, look, I, I'm sort of leaning to Mitchie's chain of thought that he might just get posted in the run to the first corner. But let's get our selections out before we go to the punters club. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Quinlan Bale, boys. I, I just think on the back of Mitch saying he's about $8 with Sportsbet, um, I think that's overs because what I've written down before having a look at the market was he's my win bet and my roughie was 19 crimes, but he's actually paying more than 19 crimes, Mitch. So because of that, I'm just going to go one out each way for Quinlan Vale drawn box seven. I like it. Uh, is it yeah, well over the odds around that $8 mark. I expected the price after the run to go up around the $5 mark. I think they're uh, slightly overs there, but it is based on box draw. Uh, if if I'm the pinpoint one, I think I'm with Alpha Zulu based on the draw uh, and that 6.49 early. I just don't know if there's enough speed inside him to hold him out, considering how well he's going. I think 19 Crimes is probably the greyhound that does lead the race uh, and the one that he'll be chasing down. I think he might have just a little bit up the sleeve um, in the run home. But I think probably if I was having a play in this, Zalabale would be my each way okay. selection. I think Shimmer Shadow will give it a bit of protection. Uh, Shimmer Shadow hasn't won off box two and likes to be drawn well, why do we know that? So I think Zalabelle is going to be left alone on the fence at $15. You're probably silly not to have a little each way Charlton, you've uh, hired this bloke to come up and do the punters club and he's just tipped half the field in the Bendigo Cup so he can't get it wrong. He's gone, I reckon Quinlan Vale. I tip you the favourite and tip you a value selection. Quinlan Vale's the value you've told me. You've said Alpha Zulu, I think, if I pinpoint, it's going to win and then you've gone even more value with Zalabelle. But no, I like it. I think right, you, well, you, you, go, could, you could I'll back all Alpha three. Zulu each way then for you, Jimmy. <laughs> Shut up, Mitchie. Uh, what about you, Charlton? <laughs> Who wins it, mate? Who are you with? Are you with Alpha Zulu? I'm sensing he's the sentimental favourite with that gold rush touch as well. Yeah, look, you'll be very hard to beat, but I'm actually going to stick with um, the other Thompson runner in Unleash Kalinda. Ah. I think if you can nail the start, um, and that second split was phenomenal from that 320 mark, it was to see it live or something else. So I think if he can nail the start and put a couple of lengths on him early, um, hopefully he falls in. I think he'll be pretty vulnerable late if he does that. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll back him to fall in. The Punters Club. All right, the Punters Club. For those who don't know Charlton, uh, you in particular, mate, we get a fake $50 spend gamble responsibly. Of course, chances are you're about to lose 1-800-858-858 for gambler's help or gamblinghelponline.org.au, the website. But a fake $50 to spend. Now, you don't have to spend it on the cup. You can look elsewhere. Just quickly before I do this, I wanted to mention to Journey Beyond and Borneo Brave, the two reserves in the cup. I think if either of them get a start, 
they could both win the race. This this could be a landmark uh, type of result uh, if either of them get in. But my punters punning club or the punters club is bloody massive. Um, I'm going to put a small each way bet on Quinlan Vale. I'm just going to have $5 each way. My best bet for the night is race three, number one, Common Step. So I'm going to have 20 the win on Common Step. I'm going to have $5 each way on race two, number one, Shimmer Light. Um, and I think I've got myself another 10 bucks left. So I'm going to have race eight, number four, Volkanovski, five bucks each way. So my best bets for the night, race three, number one, Common Step. Race two, number one, Shimmer Light, who I reckon is going to use box number one. Uh, race eight, number four, Volkanovski, who I think should have been in the Bendigo Cup. Uh, and I'm with Quinlan Bale just uh, because we sort of have to tip something in the Bendigo Cup. Mitchie, what have you come up with? Uh, I don't know if Volkanovski wanted to go past him. Mm. Uh, you know, I made him one of my best bets. He was geez, big run, but disappointing in my eyes. Um, I'm just playing a box first four or box, actually box trifecta. Let's go box cool. trifecta. One, three, seven, and eight in the Bendigo Cup. So we're going Zala Bale, 19 crimes, uh, Nick, uh, Quinlan Bale and Alpha Zulu. I think that will be the uh, makings of the trifecta. I like that. A little bit uh, off-centre from you, Mitchie. What about you, Charlton, the big boss up there, the head honcho? You've seen them all live last week. If anyone's going to tip a bloody winner, it's going to be you. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to use the sports bet feature of the same race multi here. Ooh, here so we I'm go. I'm going to go Unleash Kalinda to come top two, um, yep. Quinlan Bale to come top three, and 19 Crimes top four. I <laughs> like that. Tell you what, that'll be a price. I really like it. That will be a price. Charlton, no, you know they do call him SRM Jim. Yeah, I love him. I love him. Same race multis. They're good. Do you like him as a rule, Charlton? Obviously, you do. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind him. I think it's, um, yeah, it mixes it up a little bit and gives you something to cheer for for fourth as well. <laughs> a little bit of extra meat on the bone. I like it. Uh, as we let you boys go, Charlton, just talk to me, mate. Why should the punters be getting to Bendigo on Friday? Other than the fact Mitch Bay is going to be hosting the punters club, so we should. We oh. should get something for our 10 bucks. Yeah, mate, um, come along. We've got live music here. Um, we've got the full bar bistro facilities available. Very good card. Um, probably one of the best cut lineups that we've had for a while. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be free entry, plenty of entertainment, um, plenty of stuff to do, and, yeah, a ripper of a night. Ripper night, ripper racing. Mitch, as I let you go, thanks for your help on the, uh, the show tonight. I've got uh, Danny Gibbons and Luke Thompson about to jump on. As I let you go, mate, do you want me to ask them any questions? Uh, ask Danny Gibbons what he's done differently probably the last month because all his dogs <laughs> absolutely airborne but uh, we know that they're super consistent but to get four through to yeah. a Bendigo Cup I'd like to know when the last time that happened was and if he's gone back and researched it because I reckon uh, you would have been pretty stoked with the other night but that pleasure to be on and look forward to getting up to Bendigo, Bendigo on Friday and tipping a few winners Inside Info what you might not know at home is this is the third take of Inside Info because I keep buggering it up. But a man who does not bugger it up is Danny Gibbons. Danny and Beck Gibbons from Avalon just absolutely took the piss last Sunday afternoon, if you don't mind me saying it, uh, Bendigo. Four of the eight cup heat wins going their way. Danny, welcome along, mate. You must be on cloud nine. Hey, mate. Yeah, I feel a bit special at the moment. How was it, seriously? Like, I I sort of sat there cruising through the first couple of races thinking, gee, they're, they're having a pretty good day, this Gibbons clan. And then all of a sudden, I think it was the last of four, was uh, Zala Bale, who was probably the least likely to win in many a ways. And, and then she comes from off the speed from behind, which she doesn't really normally do. Yeah, no, she was definitely a shock. Uh, Quinlan and Nicholson, I kind of had high hopes for them to get through. 
Uh, Nicholson had his right box he really needed, and Quinlan just had to have a little bit of luck, and I knew he'd be hard to beat. But, um, yeah, Zella was definitely a shock. She'd had a month off, so that was her first run back from having a month off with an elbow injury. So, yeah. And Mr. Anderson also a little bit of a shock, but I know he can definitely run when he gets on the bunny, so it's just a hit or miss for him. So our man Mitch Yavaya was, was pretty keen on Quinlan Bale. He actually came and he was a little bit disappointed on the podcast that I didn't give him his moment to make run of the week because he said it was probably Quinlan Bale. You must have been thrilled with the way the old boy went last week, old Farlap. He just he just does not know how to run a bad race. He found early trouble, yet he records 23.75 and he charges to the post to win it. Yeah, no, I was wrapped up. I won't lie, though. I nearly smashed my TV at the start when I seen him get shuffled out to the back. <laughs> good run on the rails, and then he ran good time anyway. So, yeah, I was wrapped. The full uh, suplex-type jump-off-the-top-rope type stuff through the TV, was that the plan? Seeing as you're No, ex- it was going to be my, my phone at about 100 miles hour at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have lost both my phone and the TV. That <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have been a good result. Uh, let's yeah. let's go through the four finalists, starting with, you've mentioned Zella Bale, drawn box number one. You're happy with the draw? Um, yeah, definitely. She loves box one and she loves clinging to the rail around the turn. I think she'll, she might struggle, but she'll definitely run a better time than she did this week. As I said, she had a month off. So yeah, she would be a lot better for the run last week and she's got the, the perfect box she wants. It's a good insight. A little bit of extra fitness. Uh, she looks the, uh, the, the improver. Nicholson Bale, uh, firstly, why are they called the Bash Brothers? He and uh, Quinlan Bale. Oh, just because they're, they're just massive. They're just real massive. Like, they're the two biggest dogs we've got in the kennel block, and they just look like identical twins. <laughs> and they, they just got – I got it from the uh, – I think it was the Mighty Ducks. Years and years ago when I was a kid, there was two two big brothers on that called the Bash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. And, and he was good last week, Nicholson Bale. I, I went through his stats. 65 starts he's had. He's been in the top two 43 times. That's a staggering result. Yeah, and I think that could be a lot better. But we've we've he's had cramping issues throughout his whole racing career, and we've we've gone above and beyond trying to solve it and get around it. And um, yeah, I think he he could have been a really really good dog. He, he just gets way too excited, and yeah, well, he gets all the build up and then he cramps after his races. So we've we've kind of had to spare him a bit and not race him as frequently as we would like. Mm. And unfortunately, got to keep him to the shorter distances. What about Mr. Anderson? You said he was a, an upset to win his heat for you last week, but he uh, he's win at Terrelgan, I reckon, two starts ago, and he, he, he just was way too good for New Wave Wine. That was a moment I think people started to really take this dog seriously. Yeah, well, he, he came to us in really good form, and then we got him into the Mount Gambier Cup, and he I think he ran the quickest heat in the Mount Gambier Cup heat, and then he done his back muscle. So I, 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 like I had decent wraps on the dog, and... It took him four four months, I reckon, to get him back to the track. He's only had probably three or four starts back, and he's just getting into it. I think he will be a handy dog in a couple of months. Here, a lot of people obviously having that issue with greyhounds uh, throughout their career, where they they'll, they'll tear a back muscle or drop a back muscle. Without going into too much detail, was the way you brought him back just keeping him moving a lot? Because I the, the advice I've had from vets in the past is you you have to keep them mobile whilst on the way back from a back muscle injury. Yeah, there's a lot more into it than that. But you've got to you've got to do like daily stretches. You've got to salt water bath them. You've got to we use a laser massaging. Um, they get a lot of treatment and a lot of attention for the first month or so, just to try and try and get it back. But yeah, and then just a lot of rest as well. Great insight, mate. Absolutely brilliant uh, to see the effort you go to and the proofs in the pudding with Mr. Anderson back in form. Quinlan Bale last of the four drawn box number seven in race book order. Is he your best chance, do you think, out there? He's just such a good dog. 
Uh, I would have said he was the best transfer for the box draw, but I said to Beck, whatever you do, don't get Mr. Anderson drawn inside Quinlan Bale, and that's what she's been done. Because so, <laughs> Mr. Anderson just loves to get straight off the track as soon as he comes out of the box, and I think that's going to cause Quinlan a, a big issue. Oh, I tell you what, mate, I thought inside info would be good. Uh, not so good for me that's tipped Quinlan Bale on top, but uh, rate them top four, your top four seeded. One being your best chance, four being your least likely chance to win the Bendigo Cup. Take it away, Danny. Uh, the way the box draws panned out and the fact that Ella really did nothing for the month leading up, I think she's the best chance from box one. Um, if Quinlan doesn't cop a bump from Mr. Anderson, he'd probably be two and then Mr. Anderson followed by Nicholson. I like it. Uh, all the best to you and Beck. Uh, ripping trainers. I know it wasn't too long ago you hadn't won your first sash and now uh, you've got four runners into the Bendigo Cup and you're winning trophies and sashes for fun. So all of the best, Danny and Beck. We wish you well uh, in the Bendigo Cup on Friday. Thanks for your time on the number one podcast as well, mate, that you absolutely love. No worries. Thanks, Jimmy. Inside Info. Second special guest on Inside Info, Lukey Thompson. And I tell you what, as I welcome Luke in, uh, my pen ran out of ink trying to write down the things I want to talk to Luke Thompson about because the kennel is flying at the moment. Lukey, welcome to you. Uh, thanks for having me on, James. Hey, you must be absolutely pumped. Uh, when, I, when I was just jotting down some of the more recent results for the kennel, Transponder winning the Adelaide Cup up first. He took that out last Friday night. Uh, that must have been an amazing feeling to win that. Yeah, definitely. To win any Group 1, it's it's a real thrill. That's what we're in the industry for. We want to be in these Group 1 races, and if we're lucky enough to win them, then um, oh, just absolutely super. So it was very pleasing to see him get it done last week. Secondly, Postman Pat, New South Wales. Uh, caretaken, I believe, by Peter Lagosiani makes it through to the million-dollar chase. Yeah, that's right. Peter's been He's been Peter's care for about, I think, oh, be two weeks, I think. He's been up there. He had a trial, and uh, we're happy with the trial and going into the into the heats. Box eight was that's always a concern on those two turn tracks, but it, if there's a dog that can overcome it, it's him. And thankfully, he got the he got the start right, well enough for him. Got across box eight and um, got the job done. And we're we're racing for a million dollars on Friday night. <laughs> can you believe that? As as a as a family, you're racing for a million bucks in a greyhound race. Can you believe that? Oh, if you had asked Dad probably five or ten years ago, they were going to be racing in it. Well, 10 years ago, we were raising for a million dollars. You just shake your head how far the industry has come with overall prize money. You know, you can go to the country for a free-for-all. You're only for three and a half grand where I think it was about 1,900 three, three or four years ago. Um, it's come along leaps and bounds. On then to Bendigo Sunday. So you've won the Adelaide Cup, Team Thompson. Then you get through to the... Maybe the greatest greyhound race at the moment around, at least prize money-wise, the million-dollar chase with a million bucks up for grabs next Friday night. And then you go to Bendigo with a couple in the cup heats and qualify two runners into the final. Unleash Kalinda Alpha Zulu. We'll start with Unleash Kalinda. How do you rate his chances drawing box number four in the final? And he just found a way last week. Yeah, he did. He, um, for a long time now, he's been the one of the pin-up dogs for these country cup races. This is his fourth, I believe. And I think it's... Had um, his last three, he's ran second in, and other than Paulie Hills, where maybe yesterday was he was phenomenal on the day, and hats off to him. Where the other two, he had a few well, excuses, but that's just him. He his chances are dependent on what he does at box rise. If he gets a start right, we know what he can do. But if he gets a start wrong, well, he he brings himself undone and has to overcome it. But um, hopefully on. On Friday night, we're not talking about that. We're talking about him getting the start right and um, hopefully being too speedy for him. 
It's one thing I mentioned on the podcast just a moment ago before we got you on, Luke, is uh, the fact he, he can begin, he can hit the start. And if he hits the start, he's not trying to weave through the field. He's putting a gap on the field with that turn of pace. And that's obviously what he needs to do on Friday night. Absolutely. When he gets it right, he's he's putting that gap on him rather than you miss a start by a length and a half, two lengths. He's got to make that up against the top dogs, which more times than not, it's it's too much of a too much of an asking for a dog like him. But um, as you said, hopefully he gets it right and we're putting that gap on him rather than having to make it up. Alpha Zulu, box eight in the Bendigo Cup, uh, will probably jump as the favourite. Uh, what do you make of the draw? I thought it. It wasn't great for him, but then he could probably use it because he does have so much pace once he gets up and running. Yeah, we're hoping that he can well, he can get the start right and can burn across him. Um, Quinlan Bale, he's, he's a big brute of a dog, and hopefully he can get the start right and maybe we clear a path for him, uh, you know, provide a shepherd down if um, Unleashed Kalinda isn't out in front. Then we're hoping that it's Quinlan Bale bringing... Alpha Zulu into the race, and if it's them two out in front, we'll be sitting back and hopefully that um, no one's making up ground in behind them. I do notice in the ownership, uh, Jay Brown, Jonathan Brown, uh, Brisbane mm. Lions superstar. Does he have much to say with Alpha Zulu? Is he on the blower saying you got to put him here, Lukey, Jace? You've got to you've got to take him to the Bendigo Cup, or is he a good owner? No, he's a great owner, Brownie. He just he just sits back and um, he just loving it. He's just enjoying it all. And with the forty season uh, being over, he's um he's going to be looking to go to these big races. If Alpha Zulu's competing in him, he'll be making an appearance. And um, oh, it's great, great having those big personalities and you know those people outside of the grey end industry. They all know Jonathan Brown and creating interest through. You see him in the ownership, and it's um it's fantastic. It is, and what people probably don't know with Brownie is uh, he he was involved in the sport from from being a, a young boy catching dogs. I think down at Warnable when he was a young fella. Yeah, that's right. He's um the Muggan family. Yeah. Uh, his his mum had, had great success in the dogs as well, and he grew up around the dogs. And it's only really been the last few years, you know. He, he he contacted Dad maybe oh, two years ago, wanted to get back in the dogs, and Dad's been buying his time, buying his time, trying to find the right dog for him. And we come across Alpha Zool and we thought that was the perfect opportunity to get him into the dogs. And so far it, it has been. I reckon he'd be pretty happy with the results. Uh, 17 starts now, 12 wins and four placings. Only out of the money on one occasion. And now he advances to the Bendigo Cup as the favourite. Two runners in it, Lukey. From Team Thompson's perspective, who do you rate as the best chance? Is it the fave Alpha Zulu or the old warrior Unleash Kalinda? I like um, Amish Kalinda's draw if he can make use of it. If he can get the start right and it looks like he's going to get a clear run, which is what he needs. Um, and hopefully, yeah, he can get the start right, that clear run's there and he can he can ex- accelerate and muster like we know he can. But Alpha Zula, he's, he's a new kid on the block. He's I think he's up and around in the in the futures markets for near on all the group ones and for good reason. We've got a, we've got a big opinion of him and if he's going to, um, contend in these group races and he's the show at early doors and um, hopefully he came on, on Friday. I hope you're not in too much of a hurry, mate, because as I did say, my list is very long of questions I want to ask uh, Team Thompson at the moment. Nah, uh, always <laughs> got plenty of time for you, James. I uh, appreciate it, mate. Alpha Zulu, you mentioned. His brother, Flying Zulu. Now, he started to win his first race at Warrigal a couple of weeks ago now and I noticed that he was actually in the market high up $15 to win the Melbourne Cup before he'd even had a race start. Now, I don't recall too many unraced greyhounds being in the Melbourne Cup market, let alone being at the pointy end. How serious is he? Oh, he's a pretty serious dog, but 
he's he's run some really good times in trials, but trials you we don't race dogs on their own. They don't do it off their own bat. They got to do it in an eight dogs field. You know, if they do things wrong, they've got to overcome the pressure and find their way through. And you know, he's had the three starts, and he's you know showed that he he can be vulnerable. He's missed it on, on two occasions and got it right once, but he's still been able to find a way. But all he can do at the moment is keep winning, and that's what he's done so far. Looks like a nice pup. Uh, back to Bendigo, race eight, number four, Volkanovski. I think last time uh, we spoke on this podcast, uh, before it was rebranded, of course, Lukey, you mentioned that he could be a, a dog to follow, Volkanovski, maybe a, a sort of a group-class dog down the track. How do you rate his chances? Uh, race eight, drawn box four at Bendigo. I've marked him one of the better bets of the night. I thought he was a little bit stiff mid-race in that heat last week, and he can bounce back. Well, you're as good as a judge as any, James, so we're, we're going to be going with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he, it was good to see him probably bounce back to form at Bendigo last week. Um, he'd gone off the boil, just been missing the kick a touch in all those races, and he'd been racing in some pretty strong company. So as we've been saying with Unleashed Galinda, you're in these strong races, you do a little bit wrong, you get found out. So it was good to see him um, put in a good run last week. As you said, he was probably a bit stiff, but, you know, that you're going to be lucky and unlucky sometimes. And last week he was unlucky, but it looks to be a nice race for him to hopefully bounce back into the winner's circle. Battle Royal looks the obvious danger. He was placed in his heat to Alpha Zulu last week, but I just thought Volkanovski's drawn to get a bit of room. The six will stay off the Vibes if they can draw, so there should be space there. Last question, Lukey. I just want to sort of imagine Team Thompson having a little bit of a meeting, trying to organise where all of these greyhounds are going to go. Because let's say two or three weeks ago, uh, Postman Pat embarks on a trip to Peter Lagosianis to have a crack at the Million Dollar Chase. You've then got Transponder, who's going to make the trip to Adelaide to try and win the Adelaide Cup. And then you've got these local chances, Unleashed Kalinda, Alpha Zulu, to race in Victoria and have a go at the Bendigo Cup. H- how do you all organise that? Does the big boss, Jace, just sit there and say, this is the plan? Do you have a meeting? Is there a whiteboard with greyhounds pointing all around different directions of the map? Just tell me, tell me what it's like. Yeah, that, that's pretty much exactly what it's like, Dad. He, he's been a master at it for so long. He, he plans out all their runs for month, weeks in advance, a month in advance. He'll he'll plan out with Postman Pat what he's going to be doing leading up before he gets to Peter. And, you know, he the, the way he prepares him is just unbelievable in the sense that he's doing that for one dog and then you times that by 15. Mm. And you've got, you got different dogs going in Sydney for, you know, we set up Triumph for the Sydney Cup. You had Umberto and Stealth who had already been racing up there. And, um, you know, you, you throw Adelaide into the mix, the Bendigo Cup. you got the great chase. Uh, Semi's kicking off tomorrow night as well. It's just there's never a dull moment in the greyhound industry. And the way Dad can negotiate all these different races and target the right dogs for these races is just um, it's unbelievable to watch. It's an extraordinary team operation. Jace has been doing it a long time, but uh, I think it's a whole family operation. I think we can 100% say that because without all of the moving parts coming together, uh, it just wouldn't work. So congrats to everyone involved. We wish you well for a a massive few days. Uh, The Million Dollar Chase with Postman Pat. I'm tipping him. I think he'll win. Uh, I think you'll uh, you'll get the job done there. And Bendigo, I think you're massive chances as well with uh, with the two. So all of the best, Lukey, and, and thanks so much for your time, as always, mate, on the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. No, always great, James. Thank you. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.